0: Love Talk
1: Radio Hey everybody out there My name is Dr. Ray Tomos I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida And an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome back, everybody. It's Thursday night. It's 7 p.m. You know what time it is. Time for the hot corner with me, Dr. Ray, the international man of mystery, Mr. Manuel Ferrero, the man who makes all this possible. Um, again, with the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. And uh, tonight we've got a very special show because we have our first guest speaker in the hot corner series um, tonight we're going to be talking a lot about auto accidents and about car accidents and um, what to do how they can affect you what your what your legal options are and and kinda of the rights that you have and we're gonna be talking a lot about that um, with mr. John Fisher John Fisher is a lawyer here in Miami um, with the Fisher law firm and so we're gonna bring John John on in a little while in, in a few minutes And we're going to be able to ask him some questions if anybody out there has recently been in an accident and they're wondering what their rights are or or what's going on and or if you've been in an accident before and you want to share any of your story of what happened um, maybe about some of the topics that we'll be talking about today, some of the health care that you can get after an accident, or maybe some of the way that the lawyers kind of treat you. A lot of people bounce around kind of from lawyer to lawyer um, as well, too, after accidents. So we're going to get into a whole bunch tonight on, on the Hot Corner. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody that you can call into the show. Um, we can get you on the air. The number uh, for the show is 347-637-3978. So, again, if you want to call in tonight at all, we can get you on air for your questions. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be about a car accident. It could be about any other health question that you want to talk about. That's completely okay with me. Um, That's what the Hot Corner is here for, to keep you guys informed, to keep you entertained, and to uh, talk about a lot of the things that are happening um, on a regular basis around us at, uh, you know, just on a day-to-day level. So if you guys have heard about any new diets or exercises or whatever the case is or supplements or maybe your doctor told you that there's something going on and you don't quite understand it, that's what I'm here for, to go ahead and help you out and to make sure that you understand what's going on concerning your health care. Um, so, again, if you guys want to, uh, if you have a topic that you want me to talk about on the show, you're more than welcome to call in, 347-637-3978. If not, you can always tweet us. Um, you can tweet me at Dr. RayT, that's D-R-R-A-Y-T, um, or you can tweet using the hashtag TheHotCorner. Um, that's another way to go ahead and get on there. So um, The Hot Corner will work as well, too. We'll be checking Twitter for that all the time. Um, tonight we have our top three segment, as usual. Tonight's top three is going to be your favorite car make and model, so... I got a couple ideas of what some people are going to go ahead and put down on Facebook. But that being said, top three car making models. So start thinking about those. You can send them to us on Facebook either at facebook.com slash 353 heel or facebook.com slash ISPSO. Um, so with that being said, we have uh, we have the, the international man of mystery on the line over here, um, Mr. Manuel Ferrero. Are you there, sir?
0: Yes. Uh, sorry about that earlier. I, uh, I'm actually traveling to, uh, one of the leagues tonight, and, uh, I guess my call dropped.
1: All right. Well, we got you back, so that's all that matters.
0: Yes, sir. Dr. Ray, thank you for, uh, having me again. I've, uh, I've already been getting some text messages and some, uh, messages on Facebook about our top three for tonight, so, uh, it seems like a pretty interesting uh, topic, and I got to think about my top three cars, uh, my favorite top three cars, which uh, should be should be fun tonight.
1: All right, excellent.
0: Well, I'll
1: tell you what. Um, why don't we go ahead and uh, start with a little bit of our number three, uh, Manny? I know that we we normally get into this around seven fifteen with number three, but uh, around seven fifteen tonight, we're going to have Mister John Fisher on. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get into the top three a little bit early tonight <clears throat> and see what some people have to say and then uh, think about, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot here what our top three are. So I'll go ahead and I'll start off. I'll tell you one of my favorite cars of all time is the Cadillac El Dorado. Um, it doesn't matter what year to me, um, the, the pink one that Elvis drove I used to love. Um, I love those wings on the back and the taillights. Um, and since tonight we're talking about auto accidents, I figured that it'd be apropos to talk about our top three favorite cars, uh, make and models. So I'm a Cadillac type of guy. I had a Cadillac before that I recently traded in, but uh, the Cadillac Eldorado is my third favorite car of all time. Uh, So, Manny, what is your favorite car of all time? What do you think?
0: Well, that's a a pretty good pick, Dr. Ray. It's not my top three, but it's a pretty good pick. And uh, before I tell you my top, well, my number three, uh, I want to give a shout-out to John Fisher, actually. He was on the uh, on my show on Tuesday night. It was a very, very popular show. We've already gotten a lot more emails, a lot more messages about the topic from the people that have been listening to it on the replay. Um, it's about the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. It's, it's a very informative show. If you can, go back, listen to the replay of it from last Tuesday. And this Tuesday, again, we're going to have... Uh, Mr. Fisher again uh, to answer some more questions. Very interesting topic, uh, very popular topic as you could imagine here in the Slope Pit softball community. Um so I just wanted to give a shout out to John John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm. Uh, but my number three favorite car of all time, Doctor Ray, I'm a very I'm a very practical person. So I'm not really very flashy I'm not all about the bling or the, you know, you know, looking good. I I need practical cars. So my number three is currently the car I currently drive, which is a Chevy Suburban. I think the Chevy Suburban is a very uh, utilitarian car. It's very uh, practical. You could pretty much go anywhere in it and take everybody and everything with you. So, um, My number three top car is a Chevy Suburban.
1: Well, that makes sense. You know, you you can definitely fit the baby seat in there, and uh, you can fit all everything else that you need, all the banners, all the signs, all the bats, all the equipment that you always have to take around. So that definitely makes sense. And, listen, just because I like Cadillacs doesn't mean that I don't like, uh, you know, cars that you can use as far as utility goes. Um, I might not have any on my top three, but I definitely like the fact that, Um, You know, I think everybody should have some kind of a pickup truck Um, I'm actually in the market for one of those right now myself, you know instead of calling up all my buddies like hey Help me with this help me with that. It's always good to have a car that you can use as utility So I think a suburban does that for you and uh, you also get to ride in some comfort So, you know, hey, I think that's a great pick man Uh, top three for sure plus it's a Chevy It's American-made and hey guess what so is Cadillac. So that sounds good to me
0: There you go, man I mean American May, you can't go wrong. I love uh I love American made cars. Um they pretty much last you forever as long as you take care of them. They're uh they take care of you if you take care of them, you know what I mean?
1: A hundred percent my man, a hundred percent. So um I wanted to just kind of recap a little bit, um, about last week once we get done with our top three there and uh and in, in about five minutes or so we're gonna have John Fisher on the line as well too. Um, And we're going to ask him a couple questions and have him clear up some of the common misconceptions about uh, car accidents. But I did want to kind of retract a little bit, um, not retract, excuse me, but go back a little bit um, and and just talk a little bit about what we talked about last week and about genetics and um, how the genetic code is something that we're looking at now as doctors. And we're basically using it to not only prevent a lot of diseases, but really predict Some diseases and I think that's the biggest thing you know a lot of people say that they have a certain disease or a certain type of body type or whatever the case may be in their family now that may be the case but just to reiterate just because you have a gene doesn't mean that it has to express whatever your family has been expressing and just because your family member has it doesn't mean that you necessarily have it as well too Um, if you in case you haven't noticed usually brothers they'll be completely opposite in personality or the first child and the second child and the third child they all have their own different kind of quirks and their own different kind of health issues and basically the reason that happens is because when you have an egg that becomes fertilized from your parents The genetic code can be written in a bunch of different ways. There's a lot of different ways that those two genes can come together. So depending on which sperm cell hits which ova and which chromosomes are mixing there, we can see a lot of different expression from those genes. And environment also plays a big role on that. So again, environment is a big deal. And when we talk about environment, that means what kind of uh, foods are you eating? What kind of pollution are you subject to? do you spend a a lot of time around radiation, like the microwave or cell phones or wireless Internet? Um, These are all things that can affect your genes and that have actually been shown to change DNA. So when we look at genetics nowadays, again, what we're looking at is how have these different toxins like hybridized or GMO foods or heavy metals from fish, how have those things affected our genes and their ability to express health? So, again, in order to stay as completely healthy as possible or to prevent as much disease as possible, it's important to know what's happening in our bodies on a cellular level. And that's really what the genetic code allows us to do. So genetics allow us to look at different gene morphisms or polymorphisms or variants or even defects that will either upregulate or downregulate certain systems in your body. And these systems can definitely be supported nutritionally or with supplements or even by just avoiding certain foods. So these are all things, again, that we look at, and, and it's seeming like genetics are actually going to be the future of medicine. And I actually, just like last week, the topic that we spoke about, that we spoke about I ended up seeing an article about. Same thing. This week, I just got an email today about um, from Medscape, which is um, a, a research kind of company that basically sends me different uh, articles all the time. And I got one that, that was headlined, The Genetic Code is Unlocking the Future of Medicine. Um, and basically what this doctor is, is doing is he's testing all his patients genetically. And he's trying to basically take all these different genomes, and he's trying to pair them up with what kind of diseases are being expressed. And I think that that's very important because it gives us a lot of really good info, but it doesn't really help us learn how to treat each one of those people differently or specifically or whatever the case is. So when I see people, I'm looking for certain genetic defects that, that can be supported either through nutrition or through supplementation. And when that happens, then we can go ahead and know that we're making sure the body is doing what it's supposed to be doing at the rate it's supposed to be doing it. And if it does that and we can kind of live a healthy lifestyle the way that we're supposed to, you know, not overindulging and keeping moderation in mind, then we can stay healthy and we can avoid a lot of diseases like cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, dementia, neurodegenerative diseases like that even cardiovascular diseases now. Um, You know, America, I said it last week and I'll say it again, we spend the absolute most money on healthcare out of all the countries in the world and we have some of the worst outcomes. We're ranked number 37 in the world. You know, I remember when America was a superpower and we had, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, companies, or companies, excuse me, countries look at us and, and they're not trying to follow the route that we're going because unfortunately either... The marketing system or the medical system here is failing or maybe it's a combination of both but there's definitely a need for change and that's why a lot of people are now looking out to alternative medicine sources such as myself in order to be their primary care doctors so again if you guys have any questions about how that works I'd be more than happy to spend a show on it or spend some time with you on it individually um, or even consultations and in a little while I'm going to get into actually a way that you can see what I can do for you for free coming up next week. I'm actually having a nice promotional giveaway day, and we'll get into that. But right now what I want to do is I want to bring Mr. John Fisher on the line, and um, I want to get Mr. Fisher basically, uh, you know, to clear up some of these misconceptions that we've been having about personal injury. There's been a lot of uh, law changes over the past couple of years, and um, I was hoping that he'd be able to tell us a little bit about what's going on. And uh, Mr. Fisher, are you there, sir? I am. Hey, there he is, John Fisher, the man, the law around these here parts. How you doing, buddy? You, you driving?
0: Yeah, I'm still driving right now.
1: You're going hands-free, I'm assuming, right?
0: Uh, Of course not, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can and to not prevent what we're about to talk about.
1: Exactly. So let's not get too into the topic tonight where we're going to actually have an example of an auto accident well, let's talk a little bit about auto accidents and, uh, you know, basically, what do you see a lot as far as questions from, from a lawyer's side? You know, when you have a patient that gets into an accident, what has been your, um, I guess, the most of your experience when they contact you for the first time?
0: Um, you know, I think that with, you know, an auto accident, obviously, it looks like a traumatic event, whether or not you have injuries or not, if something that ruins your day, but, a lot of times when you do have the injuries, um, and, I, and the questions I really see tailored to is, is something that's unique to Florida and I, I believe a couple other states, which is the, the personal injury protection. the no fault, uh, uh, medical coverage, the benefits that you receive as part of your insurance plan. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the law has taken significant changes, um, and not only in terms of what you can get, but the responsibility that's now placed on the individual after they get into an accident. And and I think those those things that is what needs to be uh, really really put into place. What are your responsibilities when you get into a car accident? All right, and
1: that makes a lot of sense. Um, so once you do get these patients in there, have you noticed that they've been contacting lawyers first or their doctors first?
0: Uh, I would say sometimes a lot of the ones that I get, they've already contacted their doctors. Um, I mean, there's kind of three routes that you can really go. You can contact your medical provider or go see medical treatment. A lot of times when someone's injured, it's not severe enough that they need to get emergency medical assistance to be taken. Sometimes it is. They obviously get that medical treatment right away. Those individuals are likely to come to speak to an attorney after the fact if if they do. uh, The the, the second route would be... um, calling one of these attorney referral systems uh, that they get you in contact with a medical provider and an attorney. And then obviously the third route would be to contact an attorney directly. But I, I really think the third one is kind of, I don't, I don't really think anyone gets an accident the first thing they think is actually contact an attorney. While I would recommend that, you know, I don't think that's the first thing on people's minds. It's really trying to get their property protected and to get the medical treatment they need.
1: Well, that being said, um, a lot of these attorney referral services basically suggest that you call them first, even sometimes from the accident scene. Um, Now, let's say that you forego that, and you actually call your doctor first, and you go to your doctor. Has it been your experience that most doctors have relationships set up with very competent uh, personal injury attorneys that can handle their case the right way?
0: Um, Yeah. I I would say that, you know, look, these medical providers, a lot of times you're sent to, you know, they, they know an attorney, whether it be competent or not, that they have a relation with. And, and I think that, you know, that's something that people should take advantage of if they have it. I mean, if they don't, then, you know, you get, you know, maybe a referral system that's just, it's a network of attorneys where they, they send everyone out, and, and so that may not be the case. I You know, I would recommend, you know, you, your medical provider um, may know somebody that they know from a, a personal relationship that they could put you in touch with.
1: All right, excellent. That sounds good. Um, Well, I know that there's been a lot of misconceptions um, as far as the $10,000 in benefits that a lot of people um, feel that they're eligible for once they get into an accident. So can you talk a little bit about what that money is for, where that money should be going? And, you know, when they see these billboards that say so-and-so got me a million dollars and, you know, just talk a little bit about that and what that means. And, you know, is getting in an accident an actual money-making opportunity for
0: Well, I think that there's a difference between the $10,000 that you referenced and also the the, the billboards that you see the advertisers bring up the money. Those are two different things. I mean, one of which is the the personal injury protection benefit. And with the $10,000, what people don't need to understand is, like, that's not money that's necessarily going to go to the person. I mean, those – that the money is there to cover your medical benefits and your lost wage benefits. And it really doesn't even cover the full amount Um, of the the medical benefits. It only covers 80%. So of that 10,000, if you were to incur $12,500 of medical treatment, they would pay $10,000. And it only covers of your lost wage benefits, 60% of your lost wages. And obviously you have to submit a wage verification form and do all those types of steps necessary. But, but I think, you know, what I really want to stress is one of the most important changes that's been made is the, the time limit. The, you know, a lot of times people get in an accident they think they can wait and they're, like, they're going to get better and they, they all of a sudden decide, okay, I'm not better. I, I need to go see someone like you, Dr. Ray, and I need to get checked out. Well, if they don't do so within the first 14 days after the accident, they can be precluded from recovering any benefits for either lost wages or the medical treatment uh, under PIP if, if it's not done within the first 14 days. So, you know, my recommendation is, look, even if you get an accident you think you're okay, go get checked out. I mean, that's why we have this no-fault uh, um, insurance protection is because it, it covers you even if it's your fault. So I, I think that's something that, you know, to, to do it and to do it timely in order to protect yourself. Definitely. You know,
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. I can't tell you how many patients I've seen that come in and they tell me, you know, and I ask them, you know, what can I do for you today? and uh, what, where, where's your pain level, and can you think of anything that may be causing this pain? And I can't tell you how many people tell me, you know, I got in an accident about five years ago, three years ago, seven years ago, whatever the case is, and they tell me I didn't get checked out after I got into the accident. I had a little pain, but I thought it was going to be fine. I didn't want to go through the hassle, and basically these injuries have turned into major problems for them later on down the road. Now, if I had ten thousand dollars worth of medical bills that I could probably get that I could probably get paid for, I would definitely want to take advantage of that because later on down the road, as you mentioned, there's only fourteen days. If you pass that statute of limitations, there's nobody that's going to be paying for those bills except for yourself. So as a doctor in this situation, I think it's extremely important that no matter what the status of the accident is, whether it's a ten mile per hour fender bender or whether you have a car that's completely totaled, you need to get checked up because there could be some, some kind of damage that occurs there. And it may be degenerative changes that are starting to occur. And degeneration is not something that from one day to the next creates an issue. It's something that happens over time that basically continues to get worse and worse and worse. And then you end up in a doctor's office. And unfortunately, those bills then have to come out of your pocket. So um, have you ever seen any of these cases, uh, John, where you've noticed that patients maybe have waited or accident victims have waited a little bit too long to get some care and then they weren't able
0: to get any of their benefits? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's pretty black and white that, you know, you have to seek medical treatment in the 14 days. This is the new law that went into effect, uh, you know, just last year, um, and really has just made, you know, the changes that, that we've seen in the PIP law, obviously in favor of the insurance companies, but it, it's one of the main ones. I think it's it's the easiest, but I don't think it's the least, you know, known uh, in terms of what people know about responsibilities. And it, and if you don't go, you, you don't get advantage of the PIP benefits. And, and I think, you know, for me from the personal injury standpoint is when you can go and you can treat under the PIP benefits, it's paid for, and then that is the evidence that's used in your personal injury matter to prove the accident claim. So the, And, you know, you don't have to pay for that because it's already been paid for out of your insurance. So I think it, it's, it's beneficial, one, to get the treatment, and then, two, is if you do have a potential for a claim, that it gives you the medical evidence necessary to help you demonstrate that.
1: All right. So, again, just can you clear up one more time um, the difference between the medical benefits and the $10,000 and then any type of a claim that would happen, after that. And and just so people can understand a little bit more that once you get into an accident, it's not it doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically gonna get money. What it means is that you have some money to get care for. So can you just break that down a little bit more, the difference between a claim and, and between benefits?
0: Okay. So you know, if you're involved in an accident and then obviously the, the PIP benefits like I've mentioned before, it covers your, your medical treatment and then your lost wage claim. And it actually has an additional I believe it's five thousand dollars for if if there's a death that's involved. And and these benefits don't just cover you as the driver. They also will cover the passenger in your vehicle. Um, if you are a pedestrian and you get struck by a car, your PIP benefits would cover you in, potentially in that accident. If you are you don't own a car but a family member has PIP benefits and you live with them, you could get it. So so PIP is really, you know, more encompassing in terms of the amount of protection you can get than people would, would know. And so I would recommend, like, look, even if you get in, any type of accident you're involved with with a motor vehicle accident, you know, I recommend speaking with an attorney like myself because they can explain to you what, if anything, is available under the PIP coverage. Now, the coverage is for medical treatment and lost wage benefits, and you don't get the full amount, but you get 80%, and that's not paid to the individual, that's paid to the medical provider directly. And then if there's a claim for the lost wage benefits, that would be paid, something that would be paid directly to uh the person that was involved in the accident. So if you miss 2 weeks of work, they'll get they'll pay you back generally 60% of what you're paid after you submit a wage verification form. So and that's just for the PIP benefits. Now moving forward, if you're involved in an accident, you you can make a claim against the the driver that that was ultimately responsible and against their insurance. And and that's where you see the the personal injury benefits. Um, or the you know the billboards with so they got me the x amount of money is, is, those are the types of claims, um, <clears throat> but at least in florida they they change the law somewhat, so in order for you to recover pain and suffering, you have to have what 's called a permanent injury or a permanent disability, some sort of permanent impairment uh, as a result of this. A lot of times you see these in, in terms of the the disc injuries in the lower back and the neck, you know whether you have a fractured uh, uh, body part I mean a lot of those times can contribute to a personal injury, and that 's where you would separate yourself from the PIP benefits into what would be the lawsuit potentially against the driver of the vehicle. Hey John, this is uh this is Manny from the Tuesday night show. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Hey, I got a question. How about if you get injured in a in an accident and the uh the driver, the uh the driver who hits you or the uh, the driver at fault uh flees the 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 scene, he leaves the scene, and then then what happens? Where, where would a an individual uh, get coverage or get benefits? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good question, and, and that's something obviously in South Florida that in anywhere we we tend to see is people get involved in an accident. They may not have a license. They may do be something wrong. They may not have insurance. And they flee the scene, and, and so. You know, a lot of times it's good to see, one, if you can get a license plate number, two, if you can see any witnesses, and, and really, three, you want to, you know, call the police to make sure the police come out and you document that because unless you know who did it, you're really not going to be able to make a claim. The only claim you could make is against your own insurance if you have the what's called the uninsured motorist or underinsured motorist benefits. And, and I would recommend uh, having that just in, in a situation where you are involved in an accident, you do get hurt, that your insurance would cover, you know, your injury claim because the other person doesn't have insurance. And, and I think that that's something that I recommend um, to have just, to you know, just in case, you know. It's just, just really a protection thing because you never know. It, it may not be necessary, but the one day you need it, you'll be glad it's there.
1: That's an excellent question, Manny. Um, do we have any questions for John from Facebook or from Twitter at all?
0: no oh, but we have some uh, top 3 the the car subject with the top 3 is uh we got a couple of uh people chiming in with their options
1: all right well before we get to the people from facebook um why don't we go ahead and ask john what his top 3 are so that we can go ahead and let him go so he can get to his stuff that he's got to do tonight
0: john what are your top 3 car makes and models um you know, I I saw the topic and I and I was thinking about it. One, you know, when you said the uh, the Eldorado, I actually laughed because I had a a nineteen eighty nine uh, Cadillac Eldorado, the Beritz, you um, know, two door, and I love that car. You know, and that just made me laugh out loud that to someone would recommend. You know, I don't really have, I I really can't put them into all orders, and and I guess I'm 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 kind of the American made person that I am, and 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 probably my I can start with my number. My number three, um, I mean, I would have to go with the classic, the Ford Mustang, you know. I had a Mustang myself, um, you know, it's a great car, great vehicle, and, and really, you know, it's it's kind of what what I think of when I think of American muscle, you know, back even when the old, the 80s, the Boss, you know, the 5.0, um, there was a car that I'd grown up that I wanted to get, you didn't get that version, but, you know, it, it's, it's for me, uh, that was a great vehicle um so i think that would be in my definitely in my top 3
1: all right i like the mustang myself <clears throat> never owned one um you know but I, I can definitely respect like you said that american muscle and uh i like the sound that those mustangs make when they're riding around cuz they they normally do have some of that heavy exhaust coming out right yeah of course That's definitely one of the things we like 100% so uh that you know it's funny that you mentioned that because my, my top two, my uh, second favorite car, make and model, um, actually is a, a little bit of a competitor to that, still American-made, um, but I, I absolutely love the new Chevy Camaro. Um, I love the body style. I love the front. It To me, it just looks mean. Um, I like it black on black with blacked-out rims. Um, you know, just beautiful car to me. I, I got to rent one. Um, when my car was in the shop for a little while, I love the way it handled. I like the interior, nice and low to the ground. And it just looks mean. And, and like you mentioned, just kind of that American muscle. So my top two would be the Chevy Camaro, the new, the new body style. And again, just, you know, completely blacked out. That's the type of car that, it, that I wouldn't mind having for the weekends. Um, a little SS version, you know, take it down on the Homestead Motor Speedway track and, and go out there and have some fun. Um, but another American car, that'd be my number two. So, uh, Manny, what's your number two there, buddy?
0: Well, dude, number two, as a Cuban kid growing up down here in Miami, uh, Miami Vice, we always had that dream car. My dream car was a Ferrari Testarossa, any color, white, black, red. Um, that Ferrari Testarossa was, was to me, like a, a dream car from the future. It was, you know, I even had it in a Hot Wheels set. Um, as a kid growing up, it was like a dream car of mine. So my number two is a Ferrari Testarossa.
1: All right. I like the Testarossa. You definitely can't go wrong with that. John, how about you? What's your number two top? Uh, well, how about not number two, but one of your top three?
0: Um, I think that I would have to go, you know, when me growing up was, you know, it's you know the the Viper versus the Corvette. And for me, it was the Dodge Viper. You know, that to me – I mean, that car was a monster growing up, and I mean, that, that was something that I always wanted, and, you know, one, one day, you know, I, I still say I'm going to get one, but, uh, you know, for me, that was just something that I remember, you know, when it was the the Viper versus the Corvette, you know, growing up, and really, that was that was the one that did it for me.
1: Oh, man, that's another one. Low to the ground, wide wheelbase, that thing takes off. That's a great car right there, so... Uh, John, I know that you said that you had to run and you had some limited time tonight, so can you just tell the listeners where they can find you again and where they can reach you and, and a little bit more about how you can be of assistance to them when they um, unfortunately
0: are the victim of an auto accident or are involved
1: in an auto accident?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, again, you know, my name is John Fisher, uh, the owner of the Fisher Law Firm, and I'm, uh, um, I'm actually located and based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I live down in Miami. I'm You know, I'm in all three, you know, South Florida counties. But really, you can reach me online www.jpfisherlaw.com, com or on Twitter at Fisher Law Firm. For, excuse me, and you can call me at nine five four five six three eight one one one. And you know, if you have any questions or anything, you can call me anytime. You know, it's, it's it's free to speak with me. So it's it's you know, like Mandy said, you fish in my tribe, right? Yeah, that's the way to do it. You fisherman, I'm yep, Hey, you well, should get
1: that on. Um, you should get that
0: on the back of your t-shirt, John. On, on the back of your uh, softball uniform. I I might have to. Yeah, and that and I, being said,
1: John, we need to get you uh, rehab so that we can get you back out there on Sunday nights because we need you.
0: Hey, well, you know, I, I you know I got all checked out and, you know, I got the I went and saw. You know, I went with the alternative treatment, got some chiropractic care, and you know, got my MRI results. And you know, I just got a heavy sprain, and so I don't have to go the. The orthopedic result, or route, so I'll be back in, uh, you know, hopefully three weeks. Excellent. That sounds great, my friend. Well, listen, take
1: care. Have a good night. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the show on the Hot Corner, and uh, we'll be seeing you. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. You got All it. All right,
0: John. And, everybody, I want to remind everybody that next Tuesday we're going to continue Part 2 with John Fisher about the liabilities of uh, swinging a shaved bat. Uh, not just in slow pitch softball, but also he mentioned uh, it's all the way in in high schools now, collegiate ball. Um, you know the the epidemic is is growing even even more than we even thought. So uh, tune in on Tuesday night at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time live here on Blog Talk Radio.
1: All right, excellent. So again, great information there. We want to thank John Fisher again for coming on um, at at Fisher Law Firm again on Twitter. Um, and I definitely recommend to you guys that that have been in car accidents, um, or if you get into a car accident again, you know it's important that you that you get with somebody that you can trust and that you don't just become a number um, to somebody because unfortunately there's a lot of clinics out there, there's a lot of lawyers out there that are that are realize that it's a very lucrative way to practice um, in, in the personal injury field and you don't want to, like I said, just become somebody that, you know, I can't tell you how many people have come into my office and I said, oh did you get adjusted and so and so and so forth and they say no, I just lay down on a table and they put some electricity on me and then you know that was really it and I just kept going back for that and you know I've taken care of lots of those patients as well too and unfortunately they've had to pay out of pocket for that so again you know, you want to make sure that you have a quality healthcare professional taking care of you, one that's going to be able to spend time with you and answer your questions and make sure that you have your needs taken care of, you know, not just somebody who's looking to kind of move you through therapy and then release you and then so on and so forth. And then, you know, and then you get a a case litigated and, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting taken care of the right way. So um, if you do have any questions about that, again, you're welcome to call in. Um, You're welcome to tweet us using the Hot Corner, um, or you can go on Facebook. The call-in number, again, is 347-637-3978 if anybody out there wants to get involved in the show tonight. Um, I know that we had a tweet from last week that I wanted to get to as well. Um, Right when we were closing up shop on the show, we had a tweet come in. Um, It seems like a baseball player named Brent Lozano from uh, Florida down here asked me, I have a excruciating pain in my shoulder when I'm throwing the ball, and it seems to be coming on the top. What could that be from and how could and how can chiropractic help that well basically um it could be coming from a bunch of different things, usually when it comes to a shoulder injury, especially one that hurts while you're throwing it's either a labrum or a rotator cuff <clears throat> now the labrum is a basic it's basically like a uh, it's like tissue that surrounds the joint. So your shoulder is made up of a ball and a socket. So if you think about it, a ball wouldn't necessarily stay inside of a socket unless there was something holding it in, and that's the labrum. So when that, when that ball comes out of that socket momentarily, like when you throw the ball extremely hard or if your arm gets pulled in a, in a direction that it shouldn't be pulled, that labrum can actually tear. Now, that labrum is so strong that sometimes it can tear off a little bit of the bone as well, too, and that's called an avulsion fracture. So all those things are, are possible, and the best way to find out what's going on with the shoulder injury is to actually get either an X-ray or an MRI. An X-ray will show us calcification of any ligaments or tendons, and that means chronic injury. That means that it may be something that you need care for kind of ongoing. It, it also definitely means that there's rehab and muscle strengthening that needs to be done, maybe even some dietary or supplemental considerations. Um, But the thing that you want to be aware of is having a, a torn rotator cuff muscle or a torn labrum and continuing to throw with it because that will continue to create loss of cartilage. It will continue to wear down ligaments. It will continue to calcify muscles and basically degenerate that joint. I'm taking care of a couple patients now, Medicare patients, that are a little bit older that don't have any range of motion in their shoulders. And they've all told me that they had shoulder injuries, never did anything about it, and as a result started losing range of motion over time. So if you've been losing range of motion in the shoulder and it's hurting a lot, I don't suggest that you continue to wait until it gets to the point to where you can't use it anymore. By the time you get there, it's usually a lot more expensive, a lot more invasive, and a lot more recovery time that you're going to need. So, you know, stop doing what you're doing. Get your shoulder taken care of. Get seen by somebody who can definitely help you out. And, you know, maybe even get a couple opinions. I think that's always a good thing to do. An MRI will tell you straight up what's going on. An x-ray will tell you straight up what's going on. But how you interpret that also based on mechanism of injury and so on and so forth is subject to the doctor that that you're seeing. So I always think it's a good idea to get a couple different opinions. Whenever I see something that I'm not sure about, I always refer to an orthopedic doctor or to a neurosurgeon if it's a little bit closer to the spine when it's an injury that we're dealing with, Um, and those relationships should be set up by your healthcare provider. So, you know, beware of somebody that tries to do everything and keep you in-house for everything, because they're, they're, you know, they may just be trying to keep you as as a number, as I mentioned before. So, as far as the shoulder goes, you know, try to get, just get checked up and see what's going on. If you know that there's an injury, you know, do your time and do your rehab and do what your doctors have told you. That's the only advice that I can really give there, and, and hopefully, Um, you know, you can continue to have fun and live a good quality of life and and enjoy doing the things that you do there. Um, Manny, let's go ahead and move on to some of the Facebook uh, top three makes and models tonight. Let's see what some of the people out there in the world have to say.
0: All right. Well, we got a texter here on Facebook from New Jersey his top three is a '69 Dodge Charger, a 1980 Chevrolet Monte Carlo, and the Pontiac Firebird. That's Shelley from New Jersey chiming in on Facebook. Oh, I like that one. That's
1: a those are a couple of um, muscle cars there as well too. That that seems really nice right there. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead, man. Real. 100% so it seems like we got a lot of American muscle on there um, I actually have a, I actually have a top three here as well too and this one is from George in in Florida and George says that his top three makes he didn't give us any models but he gave us some makes and he said that his top three are Maybach BMW and Lexus so there's a couple of top three makes that I, I, you know, I can definitely agree. There's a bunch of cars that are those, those M series from the BMWs, um, the F series from the new Lexus, you know, those things fly. And then Maybach, I mean, you can't really go wrong there. I mean, I think every rapper on the, in the world has a song about a Maybach. So, uh, you know, that just tells you how popular those are there. Um, do we have anybody else chiming in there, Manny?
0: Actually, yes. Uh, Max uh, coming from Florida also, he is, Chiming in with the Lamborghini Aventador, the Maserati, and the Mercedes G-Wagon. I like that one. The G-Wagon, like I said, I'm a utilitarian. That G-Wagon is really nice, plus it's luxurious, it's classy. That's a nice car.
1: Man, you know what? That one almost cracked my top three. The G-Wagon is one of my favorites. Um, Really, really love that car um the exotics i really like also but i'm a little bit more practical you know i'm not saying that i would never have an exotic car um but i think i'd rather have something a little bit more kind of that i can use more often and you know i like i'd like to have a nice car but maybe not a bugatti or something like that that you know is just a ridiculous amount of money and you don't want to ding it or get it dirty or anything like that even so um, but the G-Wagon is a great one. It, you know, it reminds me of another car that I really like also, which would be a Range Rover. Um, again, great quality car, nice on the inside, nice on the outside. I don't know how I feel about the new Range Rover models, but I definitely like the kind of maybe maybe the last, the last body style that came out and uh, the sport ones as well, too, I, I definitely like a lot. So um, it seems like we, we're having American muscle, we're having SUVs, and we've got some uh we've got a couple exotics in there so far. So, um good t- good top 3 for tonight. Again dealing with auto injuries. So, um uh, Manny, do you have any questions at all about auto injuries or anything like that? Have you ever been involved in a car accident before?
0: Um to tell you the truth, Dr. Ray, yes, I have. I've been in in several car accidents, God, you know, God you know. Thank you God that I never got Seriously injured, and in any of them, there were, you know, little minor fender benders. But um, no, nothing real serious um, that I've had to uh, get any serious hospital care or any type of medical care like that. No, thank God.
1: That's excellent, and and also very lucky. Um, and the reason why I say lucky is because I mentioned it before, but a car accident, even at ten miles an hour can make changes in your body that start to create degeneration, and that's one of the things that a lot of people just don't think about, you know, and and that's evident by the fact, or by the amount of preventable disease that we see in the United States, you know, when you eat a cheeseburger, you don't just drop dead, but it does create processes in your body that make inflammation in the cardiovascular system. And over time, continuing to do the same things over and over, that creates more of a risk for heart disease. And the same thing happens with traumas, you know, uh, injuries, accidents, these types of things. The more that we go through these things, the more chance of degeneration that we have within the body. So our spine is set up very uniquely. Our spine is set up all about balance. So, all together, there's 24 bones in the spinal column. Now, there's seven bones that make up the neck or the cervical column. There's five bones that make up the low back or the lumbar spine. Now, if you add seven and five, what do you get, Manny? That's Sorry. Taking way seven
0: I'm and sorry. five. I was I say, was, that's
1: taking way too long. I was
0: I was on mute because I uh, I was getting some text messages in and I didn't want to, it to come out on radio. But um, actually, we have some a couple more top threes if you want to ask me after this. But seven plus five is twelve, Doctor Ray. I know this.
1: All right, good. I had a feeling that you knew it. I, I knew you're good. With, I know you're good with the numbers. So we have twelve bones um, that make up the neck and that make up the the low back, or the, so the cervical and the lumbar spine. Now, the cervical and the lumbar spine both have curves in them. So, when we look at you from front to back or anterior to posterior, there should be no curvatures in the spine. If we see curvature when we're looking at you from front to back, that's called scoliosis. Now, when we look at you from the side or from the lateral view, we should actually see curves in your spine. And the reason is because those curves basically make your spine like a spring, and they allow your body to basically absorb impact through the intervertebral discs. So in between each bone or each vertebrae in your spine, there's a little disc that is made up of a fibrous ring, and then on the inside there's all this jelly-like fluid. And that jelly-like fluid is what basically absorbs impact. Every time that we take a step, every time that we jump or we land, while we're standing just alone and the weight of our body being pulled down by gravity, those discs are all equally absorbing, the, the weight or the pressure that our body is, is basically being um, exposed to. So the curvatures in the spine allow all those discs to carry the equal amount of weight and distribute that weight evenly. So if we've got two curves that match in the lumbar and the cervical spine or the neck and the low back, and they have 12 bones, there's an opposing curve in the middle back. How many bones do you think make up the middle back or the thoracic spine, Manny?
0: Uh five.
1: Well, let's see. If the body's all about balance and there's twelve bones that curve one way and then there's a curve that goes the other way, how many bones do you think it would have again?
0: I don't know, five?
1: it's actually twelve. <clears throat> Alright, why? Because oh. when we have <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have, thought
0: you were asking about the middle.
1: I, actually, I am asking about the middle. The middle has 12 bones, and they all curve going one way. Now, the neck and the low back, they have 12 bones all together that curve the opposite way. So the seven bones of the neck curve in a specific way to where it's called a lordosis. The middle back then curves the opposite way, and that's called a, ky- a kyphosis or a kyphotic curve. Now, the lumbar spine or the low back then actually curves back again the other way, the same way as the neck, and that's another lordotic curve. So those three curves that oppose each other make up the spine, and they act as a spring that compresses and basically allow our body to absorb impact. So over time and with postural degenerative changes, we see that the weight of the body is distributed unevenly on the discs. Now the discs are like little jelly donuts. So imagine if you have a jelly donut and you keep putting pressure on it and you keep adding more pressure on it and you keep adding more pressure on it. Eventually, what's going to happen? Manny, any ideas?
0: It's going gonna, it's gonna to squish out. Exactly.
1: Now, have you ever heard disc herniation or herniated disc or slipped disc or bulged disc? All those are synonymous for the jelly squishing out of the disc, just like putting too much pressure on a jelly donut.
0: Yeah, now, we, is, we, hear that, we hear that almost every week out here on the fields.
1: Exactly. Ah, oh, I've got a herniated disc. I've got this. I've got that. So <clears throat> what are the signs of a herniated disc? And the reason why we want to know this is because these are one of the most common injuries after a car accident, obviously besides fractures. So a herniated disc, that jelly that squishes out, is going to more than likely be pushed against one of two things. It's either going to be pushing against your spinal cord, which is extremely dangerous, and the symptoms in this case are going to be very, very severe. If you experience any of that, then you need to be at the hospital, you need to be in the ambulance, and you need to be seeing a neurosurgeon right away because you're going to have either paralysis or paresthesia, which means you're going to be completely numb, you're going to have loss of muscle strength, you're going to be either dragging a limb or you're going to be paralyzed in a limb or your lower half or whatever the case may be. And that's something that's very, very dangerous and a very advanced symptom from a car car accident. So if you've been in an accident and you've felt any of that before, you without a doubt need to have gotten medical attention immediately. Um, Now, moving down the ladder there of seriousness, a herniated disc is still a very, very bad injury because it's one that presents a problem maybe for the rest of your life. And earlier when when John Fisher was talking about claims, normally a herniated disc will get you a little bit of claim money because of the fact that it is an injury that's going to need continuous, ongoing medical attention. So I have a lot of patients that come in when they get into a car accident and say, hey, do you think I have a herniated disc? And here's what you want to look for when when you think about having a herniated disc. One of your sides of your low back or of your mid-back or of your neck or wherever that herniation may be, there's going to be a lot of muscle spasm around that area. So the muscles are going to basically try to protect you from putting pressure onto that disc. So what happens is the muscles that surround the spine or your paraspinal muscles are going to basically go into a contraction or a spasm. Now, when you take a muscle relaxer, then you're allowing your body to put all that pressure on top of the disc that it's been trying to save. So while a muscle relaxer helps you feel better, it could also increase your risk for injury. That's one of the reasons why I tell people if you're going to take a muscle relaxer, if you're like Flexeril or Naproxen or anything like that, make sure that you do absolutely nothing. Put no pressure on your body. Do not even stand up because your body could be more susceptible to injury at that point. So you want to be very, very, very careful with Muscle relaxers and herniated discs. So, anytime you feel pain radiating from somewhere along your spine, there's a chance that you have a hernia. If there's severe muscle spasm anywhere around your spine, there's a chance that you have a hernia. If you feel like an area in your body is numb or your sensory um, affrontation is basic or, your, or the way that you feel things, um, has changed at all, then you definitely want to seek medical attention right away. And again, just to remind you, after an accident, you've got 14 days to be seen by a medical professional, by, excuse me, medical professional. So that would mean either an MD or a medical doctor, a DO, a doctor of osteopathy, or a DC, which is a doctor of chiropractic. Now, all three of us are allowed to basically uh, unlock the benefits for you, basically, um, that you have from your personal injury protection. And again, just to keep in mind, those $10,000 that you have from personal injury protection are for your medical attention. So your doctor is going to basically try to get you as fixed up as you possibly can by spending the least amount of money and the least amount of time. At least that's what the good ones should do. All right, so if you notice that your bills are getting racked up and you feel like you've been getting better, or you're not improving and they just keep seeing you, again, you may be in the wrong place. So just a heads up out there, um, and I just wanted to clear up a little bit of those misconceptions and, um, you know, just let people know when you get into an an accident, even if you're not feeling that radiating pain that we we talked about, you want to make sure and get a checkup. Um, Make sure that you get some kind of therapy, that you get some kind of adjustments, that you clear out some of the damage and help your body adapt to what happened there so that you don't degenerate, so that you don't develop chronic symptoms, so that you don't have problems years down the road. Um, So that being said I'm going to go ahead and wrap up a little bit With the auto accident stuff Um, And unless anybody out there Has any questions that they tweeted in uh, We can go ahead and we can move on To number one Favorite make and model Of all time Manny what are you working with buddy
0: Well Dr. Ray I have another um, Another text coming in From Florida But we also have Our first um, I don't want to say negative But he's kind of upset That we're talking about this subject About the top three cars uh, Instead of something else Let me get through the first uh, Texter coming in He's telling us uh, The Tommaso Pantera The 2008 Lotus Spree And the Rolls Royce Ghost Wow. Wow Okay so we got some exotics right there Exotics. We got a a little bit of uh exotics and a little bit of uh American cars. You know, it's it's pretty nice. Um my number one Doctor Ray is the first car I ever had, bro. If I uh I, I believe I still have the VIN number. It's been my dream to try to find that car again. i, I pre- I'm pretty sure it doesn't even exist anymore, but it was a nineteen eighty six Honda Accord. It was the first car I ever uh, owned. Uh, it was a six, I believe it was a six-speed. It was the first car I, I ever learned how to drive uh, manual in. Uh, my, my late grandfather, uh, God, rest, God uh, rest, his, rest his soul, um, my grandfather, Manuel Ferrero I, he uh bought that car for me it was a 1986 Honda Accord so that's my number one car top top car of all time for me personally
1: very practical very practical um <clears throat> i can definitely tell you that my top car is not practical at all it only gets about 9 uh 9 miles to the gallon and uh <clears throat> actually it's another Cadillac um you know i just look at this car and you just can't help but fall in love with it you know the front end the body style um but my favorite car of all time is the cadillac ctsv um you know it's got the big engine in there it just sounds mean it's got the rims it's got the brakes it's got the sleekness it's got the stealth it's got the shiny big grill and that beautiful cadillac emblem so that's my number one favorite car of all time um Hopefully I'd like to have one of those in the garage at some point in the next maybe 20 years or so. Uh we'll see how that goes, but definitely one of my favorite cars of all time and one that I hope to own one day. So, um the Cadillac CTS-V that rounds out my top 3. Um let's go ahead and get back to those uh to those textures over there, Manny. What are they talking about?
0: Dr. Ray, um I'm not going to I'm not going to say the word for word text that I received, but uh He's, probably, he's uh, t- basically saying, what is this about the top three car talk? What about the effing plane that no one can find? Um, you know, that plane that went down over in Asia. Um, this texter is actually upset that we're talking about top three cars when there's a, there's a plane that nobody can find on the other side of the, of the world.
1: Well, we would talk about top three missing planes, but there's only one that's missing um and the problem with that is is that there's no news on it All, all we know is that the plane has just completely vanished and and that's it, so unfortunately, it's kind of a short story um i really I have no idea what could have happened there. I mean, it just befuddles me to 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 see that a plane would just completely disappear. I don't know I mean <clears throat> the first thing that I thought about was the Bermuda Triangle. Um, you know and just where the heck how what happened um so yeah it's it 's a good topic, but one that I think that i 'd like to talk about when there 's a little bit more news um and actually, when I looked on c n n current events, it was actually on there, so I did want to talk about it a little bit today um but the thing is is that I have no idea you know what it what it could what it could possibly mean um you know basically they 're saying that some information is saying that the jet could have kind of flown beyond the last transponder signal. Um and that for some reason it had been trying to transmit it had been trying to transmit uh information but that it, it didn't get through because of a a loss of communication based I I don't know. It it's a hard subject to talk about when there's not much going on there. So again, that's why we didn't bring it up. But uh you know that's one possibly for the next coming weeks. We'll talk a little bit about that as more of it uncovers. Um So, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know if anybody on that plane is left alive. Hopefully that, you know, hopefully they find everybody and they were all just at sandals or something like that, and hopefully it turns out to be a nice story. But, you know, unfortunately, right now at this point, it seems like there are some people that, you know, are are missing, and 239 passengers, and that's a very serious matter. So hopefully that we see this gets resolved as soon as possible, and when it does, we'll definitely talk about it here on the Hot Corner, since that is... A very pressing matter now Now um, In the news So uh, we got about a minute left here uh, So I wanted to You know just remind everybody You know thank you for listening And uh, you know we look forward to getting Some more interaction from you guys out there And again whatever you want to listen to Here on the show let us know You know that's a great tweet You know it, it, maybe maybe we could leave out some of the curses But at the same time It'd be great to know what you guys want to uh, Hear about and, and what kind of questions you have, and what are the pressing matters that you want to know about, and we'd be more than happy to talk to them, talk about them, discuss them, even bring you on the show, and and have that happen, so, you know, again, um, I wanted to remind you where you can find me on the internet, uh, you can find me at Dr. Ray T on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, you can reach me, facebook.com slash 353heal, my website is 353heal.com, and my phone number is 786-353-HEAL, so if you have any questions or you want to get in contact with me, you're more than welcome. Um, Manny, why don't you go ahead and let them know where they can find you um, concerning international slow pitch softball?
0: Well, sure. Um, but before I do that, one more texter is—he's uh, blowing up my phone here, telling me that he wants—he um, wants us to say his number one car of all time was his Nissan V6. King Cab. So, uh shout out to Nissan. Um That's all he wants me to say. He just uh Nissan V6 King Cab. That's his favorite top car of all time. Um, what do you think about that, Dr. Ray? A Nissan V6 King Cab. Well, I tell
1: you what, it it's it's a great car again. It, uh, you know, a little uh is I don't know if Nissan is Japanese or Korean. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, it's a good quality car. I see a lot of Nissans out on the road that are a little bit older, so, you know, I definitely can't be mad at that. So, um, you know, again, that being said, I I believe we are out of time here, so, you know, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week out there on the Hot Corner again.
0: All right, Dr. Ray.
1: All right, Manny, thanks for being with us. You take care. All right, buddy?
0: Thank you, brother. Holiday and Express wants to let you in on a little secret. There's still time to get at least 20% off at express.com during our annual sale. We'll even throw in free breakfast. Just kidding. Breakfast is always included in your stay at Holiday and Express. Book now and save at express.com Terms apply.